All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. To episode number 24 of the Daily Face Off podcast. It's going to be a two man show today. Two man. Uh, Dylan D. Berthium uh, just started a new job, so he uh, is out of action today. So it's just. It's a little uh, pooped. Yeah, a little I'm tired, tired out. Uh, so it's just me, obviously, your host, Brock Segan, and uh, the other guy. We got Michael Biebs Bonnie. How's it going, Biebs? Yeah, if you couldn't tell by my random shoutouts already, I'm already interrupting you, but uh, I'm back. <laughs> so uh, Brock let me come in. He was going to be like, you know what? Without D, you're useless. That's what he said to me. So uh, <laughs> so I got to prove him wrong. Just putting words <laughs> in my mouth, eh? Yeah, just totally <laughs> totally lying for you to make myself sound better and just get sympathy from the fans. But You, you know. know what, though? It's nice. It's, uh, it's nice that we're able to do it a little bit earlier than we're normally able to. We're going to be able to get out and enjoy the sunshine, have a couple Bruise, I'm sure after this, so that'll absolutely be beautiful um, in northern Ontario. Yeah, yeah gorgeous. Uh, I don't Ontario. know what I don't know about the rest yeah. of the world. Not I northern. I saw some Fine. some crazy shit going down in Japan recently. So shout out to them. Good luck with their earthquakes yeah. and stuff. Uh, but in northern Ontario, yeah, I'm sure we have one or two. Um, but in northern Ontario, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I know me personally. I'm totally enjoying the sunshine. I golfed like three out of the last five I was going to say, did you get to hit the links yet? That was the question, yeah. Yeah, I played nine holes uh, last Wednesday, I think, before the Wings game, and then I played again Saturday with uh, Rose, 
Uh, it was her second career golf outing, and she's nice. actually like super impressive on the golf course. Nice. That's huge, because like, if I, she was like terrible, then you're just in for a, not a bad yeah, summer, it's but just you're like, in just for it, a worse it, summer. Because she enjoys it, so it's good she's good, because it's hard to go out there and just watch her struggle. But she, no, man, she, uh, I only beat her by like nine or ten strokes at the okay. uh, at the par three course on the weekend. So, And from impressive. what I hear, you're extremely good, so. Pretty good, not extremely, not but pretty talented for I not bad. Not bad for a 140-pounder, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say Rose has golfed more times than me. So that really? My you don't, golf you don't play at all, eh? I, uh, I grew up playing soccer on the uh, when, when the warm months came around after hockey was done. So yeah. I don't know. I think I just missed it. But we'll get there, right? I'm not really aged yet. So Yeah, uh, you can you can start golf at like 30. So Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. You I'm can just start waiting until I can stop running, and then I'll start, uh, I'll start doing that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I played again Sunday, and I was actually lighting it up. I was only like three over... Uh, through like the first 14 holes and then I Jordan Spieth the shit out of the last four <laughs> holes just choked so hard you did it I, more for like the fan effect though like you, yeah you just yeah. did it just to be like hey guys Spieth did it Brock does it like, yeah exactly yeah. so it's totally on purpose like, I just had to show everybody that I was actually human as well <laughs> <laughs> it happens it happens and then even more good news because of the sunshine uh, I play uh, beach volleyball two out of th- two out of the seven nights a week. Um, and it was supposed to start the first week of May, but then we all got like an email today saying, look at the weather's beautiful. We're just going to give you guys a free bonus week. We're starting next week. I'm like, okay. From what I remember, you guys were like always on Wednesdays and it always Tuesdays. rained on Wednesdays. No, yeah, Tuesdays, Tuesdays yeah, yeah. And it would always rain. So they're probably just like, you know what guys, like boy, oh boys, you guys have had terrible weather. Like, let's just try to get one in before. Yeah. You know, oh it man, it again. literally rains every Tuesday. Like, I'd always go to Sean's house before, have a couple drinks before volleyball, and we just sit there and just watch the rain come in. Like, oh, another Tuesday. What a <laughs> surprise! But active summer for Brock, though. For oh man, yeah. yeah. Tuesday volleyball, Wednesday softball, Thursday volleyball again, and then usually Saturday, Sunday on the golf course. So. Yeah. I'm we'll actually to... moving home, so like I'm, I'm, I have nothing. So I'm we're come out and support the boys summer. on Tuesday. Might tons, have to happen. Tons of drinks, tons of pictures going around. So reporting live from. Uh... Yeah, we'll have to do a live podcast <laughs> from the from the volleyball court. That'd be uh, hilarious. It wouldn't be bad. Could get but, the, the sounds of Tecumseh. Yeah, for sure. But we're, um, you know, I guess the volleyball season isn't quite in full swing, but the NHL playoffs absolutely is, and. Uh, been five days so far. Um, by the time this episode is released, it will have been, been six awesome days. awesome five days. It has been uh, some of the best playoff hockey that I can remember. Uh, a lot of scoring. Usually, you see the playoffs a little bit more low scoring. There's been some some pretty high scoring games, especially in that uh, Panthers Islanders series. That's one oh, wow, of the ones right? that we were kind of we. I know D knocked it big time, and we were saying, you know what though, that could be like a sneaky exciting series, and um, it's been real fun to watch. And apparently, Lou's very tired. So. <laughs> yeah. Report came out today. He said playing three games in four days is just the worst. Not, not good for his thirty-seven-year-old body. Yeah, especially Which, uh, when yeah. one goes in overtime. <laughs> yeah, and you tweeted about it. Yeah, uh, how ridiculous is that schedule that they have to go back to back? Yeah, like that's again outrageous. When other teams are just getting these big breaks. Yeah, I don't know. It was ridiculous. But then some people reached out to me and told me that I guess they couldn't start the series on Wednesday because there was an event in Florida, and then they had to do back to back so that they could go to Brooklyn early or something. So that because um, they had a, some other concert or something or boxing event at Barclays Center, so yeah, we um, always I guess totally some... forget that there's like other things going on in life besides yeah. sports, and like these playoffs aren't exactly planned for most teams, so they got to kind of go in between. Yeah, I guess I guess those and... teams weren't really expecting to be in the playoffs <laughs> either, especially especially Florida. They're like, yeah. wait, what? What? We got to actually we we have to rent cancel the place all the out. concerts. Wow. <laughs> We're in the postseason. <laughs> 
Kevin Spacey's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got us all fired up. Yeah. Spacey That's for space. sure. But, um, yeah, they've been great. And it's hilarious because I, I don't know how many people that listen watch multiple sports, but if you're watching the NBA playoffs right now, the games are absolutely terrible. Um, and all the teams that are way better are just crushing those teams worse. Yeah. So watching the NHL playoffs and seeing how close they are just makes me so happy that I enjoy this sport because I know a lot of uh, basketball fans um, that come into the gym that I work at, they're coming in and they're like, man, I don't even want to be watching these first series. They're all dumb. Half of that's because Toronto's losing. But yeah. <laughs> um, at the same time, it's just it doesn't seem very interesting when a team's beating another one by 40 points in what's supposed to be the most competitive time of the year. So it's great to see hockey uh, keeping it close and keeping us on edge. So thank you, hockey, for being you. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> keep but, yeah. being you. It's yeah. funny, though, because, I mean, I bet you the – I don't know what the actual ratings the NBA is pulling in right now, but I know the NHL playoffs in the States is struggling big time right now. Like I saw a tweet this morning. Um, I, I retweeted it. I'm pretty sure it was about how yeah. the Alabama spring game pulled in <laughs> uh, bigger ratings than uh, the NHL playoffs, which is obviously – means nothing. Exactly. Yeah. But I guess, like, a lot of it to do is, like, apparently a bunch of the games, like, local broadcasts were blacked out. Um, I know it was – the Philly-Washington game was blacked out locally the other day. And then, like, the NHL has also just decides to put games on CNBC. Like, somebody tweeted at me, like, man, like, it's hard for – especially in America, for these people to find – it's like a riddle to try to find out which channel they uh, – playoff games are on which shouldn't be the case like it should be way yeah exactly. uh, easier to access i mean canada it's a little bit easier because we've got you know it's either on cbc or one of the sports nets for the <laughs> most part so um, yeah you might have to switch over to like Sportsnet one if worse comes to worse instead of the uh the local station so uh yeah exactly it's it's uh it's easier for us and it's hilarious because there are no canadian teams as everyone knows yeah exactly and we're the ones uh feeding the views so. and it's it's brutal like you know what i love cbc i always have so i and like, I, I would rather watch Fox Sports Detroit, but, like, their feed is just not as good as CBC. Like, CBC's got such a crisp picture, but, oh, man. And that man, voice. If, if uh, I have I to listen to Gary name right now, Bob Cole. I love it. I love the sound of Bob Cole in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. It brings me back to Tampa, Calgary, 10 years ago or whatever it was, yeah. and that's all that I ever remember, that final. But, uh, sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's just I was just going to say, like, Bob Cole's, like, he's getting up there, so some of the stuff he says nowadays. Oh, it's, it's a little bit, uh, little bit senile. It's, it's a little, the game seems a little bit too quick for him, but I was just going to say, if I have to listen to Gary Galley talk about the Lightning, like, one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I've been just freaking out on that guy on Twitter the yeah. whole time. Um, I got to agree with you on that one. That one, that just, like, oh. he, he just, like, I, like, I understand that, like, every team's broadcast has a homer. Like, I know Mickey Redmond's one of the biggest homers there is, but for when it's, like, on CBC, you're supposed to be, like, there should be no bias there, and he yeah. just loves Tampa for whatever reason. Like, when Abdul Kader was just beating the hell out of Blunden in Game 2 and all that started, he was, like, super bitter about, um, like, how the Red Wings started fighting at the end of the game. And then the exact same thing happened yesterday in Game 3, and he was, like, all fired up. He's like, oh, this is Tampa Bay sending a message for game four. Like, this is what you need to do in the playoff. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, I don't I just don't change get your that. tune immediately. I agree. On a national broadcast on something that you said is supposed to be objective and they're supposed to be going both ways and you, you can't show that bias. How are you just being this biased? Yeah, he's been brutal. Um, I won't lie. I've been watching them. I, I mentioned before the show I go side by side with TV. So once the 8 o'clock games start, I just I automatically take that sound from the Detroit game and it's going to whatever the hell game is starting because <laughs> I don't want to hear him talk. I just I can't do the bias, especially like you said. I, I go to CBC and I expect them to be objective and just like you know, I want I just want the game. I don't want how you personally feel. If yeah. I wanted that, I would watch FSN Tampa or whatever it is, yeah. FSN Sun, whatever the hell. Yeah, 
It's nice when it's your team, like because whatever like, you kind of feel the same way because you're biased. But when yeah. you have to listen to like the team that you're playing, it's like, oh my god! Like the one thing before we uh, get into more fans or playoff hockey, the one thing I always can't stand is watching when Michigan plays Ohio State in football <laughs> and like uh, Kirk Herbstreet's on the broadcast or whatever, like Brent Musburger, like just like former Ohio State alums, yeah, like, and they're just so yeah, pro OSU. It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose it. Put this game on mute. Yeah, those ones are those ones are tough because those guys are like literally they, just like boosters yeah. for the program, bro. <laughs> and they and and knowing knowing the rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State, like they hate Michigan. Yeah, exactly. They, they like, can't say they, it, but they how hate could they Michigan. even be on the broadcast? It doesn't even seem yeah. fair. Like yeah, I feel like Michigan, if Michigan dropped a ninety-eight yard, the sweetest pass ever, they'd probably be like, oh, and that was a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> touchdown, I mean, yeah, touchdown, Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make things better. fair, they bring an Eminem into the booth and he just looks high as shit yeah. remember that <laughs> that was brutal but yeah, all right let's get into some playoff hockey um i reached out on twitter earlier this afternoon and basically was looking for uh some of our fans and listeners to uh send in who they've been most surprised with through the first five days of the playoffs um so we'll start with ovaltine jenkin three i probably butchered that that's but, a killer um, name you did well i was even like looking at it like huh? they said brian elliott's Playoff performance has been uh, the biggest surprise for them so far. Uh, Elliot had a great season. I really, uh, I love Brian Elliott, one of my favorite, one of the most underrated goaltenders in the game. But um, he has stole the show so far in that Chicago Blues series. Um, he's two and one with a 128 goals against average, 963 save percentage, and he had that shutout in Game One. Uh, he's definitely been surprising uh, and, and a huge boost for the Blues, who I know I picked um, before the playoffs started to upset the Blackhawks. So far, so good. Yeah, I did not, and um, and watching that game one, you watch Chicago shoot them. Uh, I know when it went to OT, it was thirty four to seventeen for Chicago, and they're both at zeros. And then you see that little banking goal go in by Bacchus there, and uh, it just shows how how big of a weapon Elliott can be for them, and how much he can take over that series. And if he keeps doing this, uh, there's no reason why they can't take Chicago. I know even on Twitter. Um, Corey Crawford came out yesterday and said this is not the same St. Louis team we've been playing for for the last couple of years. The team looks a lot better, and they they really do. And and me being not a huge Chicago fan, I like seeing that. Yeah. Oh man, I could I, nothing would make me happier than seeing them get balanced from the first round. Oh yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, as far as you know, as good as it's looked through three games for St. Louis, this Chicago team's not going to go down easily. Like this nope. is I never mean, do. I, I picked them to go. In seven, and I still think that that's the case. I mean, I, I would honestly be shocked if that game doesn't uh, go the distance. It seems like there's a lot of series that might go the distance this year. Yeah, um, and not I, to mention, this was one of those ones that was strongly affected by the video replay um, a couple days ago, too. Yeah, and but... uh, could have went either way with that video replay. And, yeah, uh, and you know what? Those those video replays, like I know a lot of people are having problems with them right now, and, and it's good to get the call right, but when they have to break it down, yeah. I think it was Pete Blackburn tweeted out yesterday, like if they have to break it down frame by frame and it's like a millimeter offside like does it really affect the play like it, it, that should only be at that point let's start using robots that are just blowing whistles the second yeah. anything happens exactly like yeah. i i gotta know like to break it down that like you know a five minute delay to break it down that's for that long and well, to that I know it's small of a margin it's just it's brutal even that detroit game yesterday if you were watching there was the they they went to the video review and they took five minutes and I'm sitting there and 
okay, fun five minutes, lost my interest. And then John Cooper throws the challenge flag on a totally different thing on that yeah. same play, and it's like, and then they went well, review that. Now we're here for five two. more minutes, yeah. and we didn't get anywhere. But it, nothing just, changed. Yeah, you know, when now in the coaches, it's so easy, and and they say that they are that a lot of times they're doing this review sometimes just to calm the crowd down. They get a goal against them. They want to just you know yep, take, take that the momentum game. away, yep. and it's working. And it's uh, in ways I really don't like seeing that because I know even as a fan, it kind of takes the fan out of or the momentum out of even fandom from. Uh, from the living room, so it's, it's, I'm not huge <laughs> Speaking on it. of video review, what did you think about that Roussel goal in Dubnik, like the Oof. kick over the goal? Like, do you think that should have been a goal? I, I, I don't know. It's just, it was so like... Such I, a weird goal, eh? It's just like, half the time, I don't even, I feel like I, I'm not even looking at the same thing, those things that they are, so... Um, I mean, I just, I just like goals, so I just wish they were all goals. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was such a kick, like to me, like Dubnik. I know he was so super mad uh, yeah. in the interview post game, and I don't blame him. I, I mean, can't you're not blame him. Either, to, yeah. You're not supposed to kick it in, and even if you're behind the net, like that's a kick. It, 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 I don't it doesn't think matter. Yeah. expected it to go into the net. Um, it wasn't, I guess, his intention, but I mean, it ended up being the case. And yeah, I, I mean, mean, like when they're looking at Zetterberg's last night, where he goes like skate to skate, well, yeah. tumbling over, and they're considering that a kick, and then you look at Russell's. Russell's is a lot yeah. more black and white. He's trying to, you know, do something with his foot there. So yeah. it's just like I, it's some of the things, like it's like they get these reviews and they go so so close to see if it's offside or whatever. And then other things, it's like so obvious and they get it wrong. And they get it wrong exactly. It's like what? I, how do you get this wrong? Like, it seems like more often than not, they're wrong. And it's like, are you kidding me? And when they are wrong, they just go, oh, we didn't have inconclusive evidence. And then it's like, oh, well, you just have to shut the hell up because that's just (laughs) the way it goes. So it's kind of, you know, it's – I agree. I do think that the story of the playoffs, unfortunately, has been these reviews because they've just affected It, co- it cost so the Panthers much. yesterday, too. Yeah, Matt Blatt yeah. had that goal. They they reviewed it and ended up getting called back by, a, you know, two centimeters offside. And uh, right after that, the Islanders came back, stormed back, tied the game up, and ended up winning in overtime. Changed the whole complexion of that game. Yep. And then uh, we saw one um, early in the day on Saturday with the Broussard goal, which was very questionable. Um, on his offside there, and they and I personally, it looked like they got it wrong to me, but um, they gave him the goal on that one, and that would have totally changed things for Pittsburgh out there in uh, New York in that game as well. So just kind of, you know, it does have a huge impact on the game. Yeah, I thought it would have an impact in the playoffs. I mean, it, it had a big impact in the regular season, but I didn't think it would be this prominent, especially this early Seems in the playoffs. like every goal, it's just like, what, what, was there anyone at any time offside in yeah. the last five minutes? Let's check. That's the one thing too. Like now, these coaches, when they're down two nothing with five minutes left, they just challenge anything because yeah. w- you know what's the like. There's no like, yeah. What are you gonna lose? There's no really? risk. Yeah. There's nothing to lose for them. Um, and it's gonna be like I mean, right now it's the first round games two and three, not that huge of a deal. But what happens when something comes down to like this in in, in you know game six of the Stanley Cup Finals? It would just be it'd yeah, be a brutal a way to watch your team uh, a lose a you know a Stanley Cup final game. You know that you know could cost you your whole season. So absolutely. Uh, but we were just talking about the Panthers. Um, they're down two one to the Islanders. But for at Jim underscore Crosby ten, um, his biggest playoff surprise so far is Riley Smith dot dot dot, um, which I think is a pretty reasonable thing to say. Uh, yeah. Riley Smith has come out of the gate just on fire. Four goals, four helpers in the first three games of that series, and his team is still trailing. Um, the Panthers top lines really had a hard time. It could be three nothing Islanders if it wasn't for Riley Smith at this point. Absolutely, yeah. 
And um, uh, it so really continue. it really shows to the trade there. They gave away. Um, I know they got they took Mark Savard's salary and they gave away uh, Jimmy Hawes, I believe. Yeah, him, Jimmy right? Hayes. Yeah, Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, and uh, it, it it just just that trade right there. It's huge. It just shows. It kind of call it. It kind of sums up Florida's season right now and uh, just how they've kind of gotten these winners out of. Uh, not to say anything wrong about Hayes, but just Riley Smith has been such a weapon this year. And for those of you guys who don't remember, he was with Boston the last couple of years, so he he does have the playoff experience. This isn't his first. Uh, his first run of the mill right now. <laughs> and then uh, at Liam underscore McKenna kind of stated the same thing. He said, the obvious answer is Riley Smith for me, but Pekka Rene has been very surprising as well. Um, Rene 2-0 with a 2.00 goals against and a 931 save percentage as the Predators went into Anaheim and stole the first two games of that series. Wow. Uh, really quite surprising. Um, I know all three of us had Anaheim going to the finals um, in the preseason and then we all kind of agreed that we thought that Anaheim, um, although it would be a stiff test against Nashville, would probably walk away winners of the series. Um, but they got to go now into Nashville and, and steal one, if not both of those games, to kind of get back into things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it's a surprise just for anyone to go out there. It's, um, it almost reminds me of San Jose going into L.A. and taking both out there. Well, no, it doesn't remind me. It's the exact same thing. No one saw it. Well, at least us did not see that coming and uh a lot's to go with the goaltending and we did mention that goaltending was going to be huge and uh Rene is capable of doing this and if he can ride the if they can ride upon him for this this could be a Nashville could surprise a lot of us yeah uh it, you know honestly I think if they can get past Anaheim that'll be such a big boost because they came into such big underdogs I remember back in the day when the Wings were in the Western Conference, we ran into Nashville a bunch in the playoffs, and they're never an easy out. They're a big physical team, uh, and yeah, Rene has been a great goalie for years, and he's obviously showing that he's uh, still capable of doing that. But um, let's get in and break these series down a little bit more uh, in detail, and we'll kind of just talk about uh, who we think still has got the upper hand in these series Um and ultimately pick who we think is still going to win, if anything, uh, from these first three games has kind of changed our minds from last week. Um, like I said earlier, the Islanders lead the Panthers 2-1. Um, Riley Smith leads the way for the Panthers with eight points, while John Tavares, who absolutely put the Islanders on his back in game one, um, leads them with six points um, through the first three games. Who do you think is going to walk away with this? Do you think the Islanders can keep going and take this one, or do you think the Panthers have the, uh, the ability to battle back? Um, I think... I, I want to say the Islanders will, but I, I just can't do it. And the thing that kind of um, threw me off is, uh, which I didn't even realize, you actually retweeted it today from uh, someone named Sean Tierney. And what he tweeted was the course he sat so far through the games, and it shows that um, Florida's kind of been all over the Islanders. So I think once Lou gets that rest, I think he's going to come back, and I think Florida's ultimately going to take the series that they deserve from the Islanders because Florida's goal-scoring goal abilities there, I just see them being able to shut the puck down a little bit more than they have so far. I think they're a little bit out of their element, letting in four or five goals a game here. Um, so I, I see Florida kind of taking this one six or seven. It's going to be a great series. And for those of you who haven't watched it, pay some attention to this one. Uh, I know we kind of downplayed it, but it has been a, a really good series out there in, in Florida. Yeah, I think ultimately the Panthers will battle battle their way back, um, especially, I mean, game four on the road, that's never easy, and that's pretty much a must-win for them. If they lose that one, they're obviously one game away from elimination. So a lot hinges on that game four, but I do think the Panthers have the ability, like we said, that top line hasn't really done much. Um, Luongo getting some rest will definitely help them out. But Thomas Grice, is, you know, he's held his own in there. 
Uh, like you said, Panthers have been really outplaying them for the most part. Um, but Grice has, you know, filled in pretty well. Yeah, and That's... it seems like they're getting those bounces, those hockey bounces. And you know what? Uh, John Tavares has been the best player on the ice almost every, uh, every night. So if he keeps playing the way he's capable of, you know, you know, the Islanders could dispatch the Panthers pretty quickly here. Uh, but I still think I, I have belief in the Panthers. I still just give the edge to Luongo over Grace. That's still the deciding factor for me, although it's not been the case through three. Um, but moving now to one that touches close to home for me, um, the Lightning lead the Red Wings 2-1. to one. Um, Leading score for the Lightning is Tyler Johnson with six points. He's been on fire other than... Last night in Game Three, yep, um, and Thomas down. Tatar surprisingly leads the Red Wings. No goals, but has three assists. Um, the Red Wings looked like they were in a boatload of trouble after Games One and Two. Really battled back. Had a great Game Three. Um, I picked the Red Wings to win at the start. I'm not going to move away from my heart here. Um, if they can tie it up and play another really strong defensive game in Game Four, get things tied up going back to Tampa, they're going to head back to Tampa with a lot better belief in themselves. Uh, they switched Pete Mrazek into the net last night. Pitched a shutout, didn't face a ton of shots, but still the shutout's got to be huge for his uh, his confidence going forward. So I like the Red Wings' ability to still battle back, but I again, I'm going to pr- uh, stick with what I said before the playoffs started, this game's going to set. Uh, I got to agree with you on that one, except for I had a switch. I, I did have the Red Wings originally, but now I'm, I'm I just I like the Lightning to- Lightning's top line there. I really thought they were going to be out of weapons, but it just seems like the triplets are kind of Becoming the triplets yet again, and uh, not the right time for you, Brock, as you know, but if Detroit can play like you said, like they did yesterday, Brandon Smith came back, which was just huge, um, he, he was, he was. Uh, who would have thought Brandon Smith would be a staple on the back end for them last night, Yeah, he but was he great. looked great, and uh, that's what they needed, it just seemed like their defense couldn't quite keep up the past couple of games, so if they can start keeping up, you limit any team to 16 shots, if they can do that more, more than... Uh, more than once, they can totally get themselves ahead and uh, in the series. So, well, not in, but even just get out of the series because that yeah. last night's defensive game was just uh, that was pretty phenomenal to watch. I won't lie. Um, as a not huge Detroit fan, I will <laughs> admit I was a fan of their defensive play. Last it night. was a complete 180 from games one and two, where they were just an absolute gong show on their own end. Um, and yeah, Brandon and the Smith's, Joe was bumping. Oh yeah, that's the one thing I was just gonna say too. The Joe was bumping. Game oh, yeah. four will be the same. Um, as long as they can tie the series up, if they lose game four, they're done. If they yeah. can win tomorrow, they're looking okay. Uh, but let's move to another series that could be almost over after uh, this episode's even released. Uh, the Capitals and Flyers meet uh, in game three back in Philadelphia tonight. They come in, uh, the Capitals are up 2 nothing in that series. They've really just, uh, I guess I shouldn't say dominated through two because Braden Holpe stood on his head in game two. I think he stopped 41 of 42 shots. Uh and if he keeps playing like that, like this could be a sweep. Ultimately, I do think the Flyers are going to get back into this one. They're not going to win. But I like the Flyers to even take tonight's game. Um, I might look like an idiot when the, the Capitals whitewash them on the road tonight <laughs> and this gets released tomorrow. But I think the Flyers will get one. I, I picked Washington in five at the start. I'm going to stick with my guns there. Yeah, you have to know that uh, Philly's going to be loud tonight for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing Philadelphia does have is a pretty passionate fan base. So they're going to be rocking tonight. And I think, uh, I got to agree with you, I think they can take one or two there. But in the end, I just don't see them taking the whole thing. As mentioned, obviously, Washington is a powerhouse. And when we see things like Holtby stopping 41 of 42 shots, not only do they have the complete team, but now your goal is stealing games. And that's that's a pretty hard uh Pretty hard scientific equation to beat, so uh, <laughs> I, I got to just go with the Capitals in four. It's, or in, sorry, Capitals in five or six on this one, but mostly five. It's tough <laughs> to say that um, you know 
the Flyers are going to win when you look, like you said, Holpe's standing on his head, and then Mason's letting shots in from the other end of the ring. Oh, wow. That, so. <laughs> that, that, actually, that was, uh, I was watching that one live with a room of about 10 other uh, gentlemen, and we were just all just shocked. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> After watching, and we're all going for Philly, because, you know, I mean, who doesn't love the underdog, and you're seeing him out play, watching it's like, oh, wow, someone can actually keep up with them, and then. That happens. That heartbreaker, Jason Chimera scores from half on a tip in. <laughs> What a fluky, fluky goal. Uh, Mason gets back in the cage tonight, so they're giving him an opportunity kind of. He did play great. He did, yeah. That one goal. He had a couple massive stops. I know like 30 seconds before he he did complete splits and made an absolutely beautiful stop. And then uh, you see that happen. It just, you know, I feel Deflates you. Yep. And Future then, uh, Canadian goalie, potentially, so we need yeah, to have him, uh, we need him know, to be honest. never letting in any of those. <laughs> For sure. Uh, wrapping it up at the Eastern Conference here, we got Penguins-Rangers. They've had the complete opposite schedule of the Panthers-Islanders. I mean, <laughs> Luongo's pissed off because they've played three games <coughs> in four nights, where the Penguins and Rangers have been getting two nights off in between every game. Um, but the Penguins are starting to get healthy. Malkin came back for game two, which they lost. Fleury looks like he could be back for games three or four. Um but they're tied 1-1. I picked the Rangers in an upset uh, before it started. It's 1-1. I mean, it's hard to change my mind. I still think Lundqvist uh, has the ability to steal this series. How about you, man? Yeah, I think this this one's a total toss-up so far. I mean, we've seen um, we've seen three or maybe even four different goalies now from uh, between the two teams. We had Ranta go in for game one and just get lit up after Lundqvist went down there uh, with the stick to the eye. <laughs> and then uh, we saw Zatkov show up for game one and then game two be Jeff Zatkov. So, I mean, it really just kind of has been a toss-up so far. This series has been awesome. I uh, I have it going to seven, but I have New York taking it just again on the goaltending. Um, I had Pittsburgh originally just thinking of how hot they were. But uh, I just don't. I don't like what's going on on that back end out there. No, and uh, yeah, it, for me it's all Lundqvist, and I drafted him in our little playoff draft. So I'm hoping that they go a little bit further than seven games with the Penguins. Uh, but let's move quickly to the Western Conference now, um, where the Stars have just pretty much dominated uh, the Wild through two. They're oh, up two nothing. Game three goes tonight. Got a feel for the Wild. They're pretty banged up. Um, Tyler Segan returned for game two, but he's back in. Dallas right now he will not play just drop my pen he will not play in game three um so that kind of sucks for the stars but I mean they the way they've you know kind of manhandled the wild through two they don't yeah. really need him in the lineup Jamie Penn's been an absolute force Spets uh, has been a god oh yeah they they showed uh Sean Tierney um you mentioned him earlier he had another graph that just showed like the possession players or possession numbers um from this series so far, like the Spets line is just absolutely obliterated the wild. Like every shift, just in the offensive zone, pounding Dubnik. Um, yeah, yeah like, I mean he's taking shots at his head. He took two oh, straight, yeah. and they both worked. So yeah, I you know I, I've picked Spezza every single night in DraftKings. Every night Dallas has played, and I'm doing it again tonight because uh, he's great to watch. Loves to shoot the puck. Um, originally, I had. Uh, Dallas in five, I wouldn't be surprised if it is in four. Um, just no Zach Parise is just too big of a hurdle. There's yeah, nobody to score for Minnesota loss. right now. And um, I know in the pre uh, playoff preview show that we did last week, I kind of knocked the Stars defensively um, and their goaltending, but they have like yeah. just complete 180. Um, yeah, they've one been surprise we didn't mention is yeah, he's Let, been playing. He's been playing very well, and yeah. they've been blocked. They they interviewed him, and he's like, you know what? I I can't really say anything less. And my defense has been amazing. I mean, Johnny O'Dewey is blocking shots left and right, <laughs> and um, that Stephen Johns guys blowing guys up all over the place. They've just they, <laughs> they've really 
um, tightened up defensively, which has been... Um, I thought the Stars were going to be like a one-and-done. Now, the way I've watched that D play in the, in the first two games, they could be uh, they could be a force to be reckoned with with that offense, especially if Seagan gets back healthy. Yeah, I got this one going four games as well. <laughs> I, uh, I just it's it's kind of hard not to. And as you mentioned, there's like they have these random guys stepping up out of nowhere. Like Steven Johns, the guy played 14 games all year, and now he's played two games, and he's just an absolute force. And when you have a guy like that stepping up and Spets is stepping up, it's just Minnesota looks like they're uh, an AHL team fighting an uh, NHL team right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they look like they're in over their heads for sure. Yeah, and I uh, and I love watching Minnesota lose, so uh, let's, do it in, <laughs> let's do it in Dallas, Take it home, Stubbs. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, and then we kind of talked touched on this series earlier. Um, so we won't dive into it too much, but the Blues lead the Blackhawks 2-1. Um, there's not been very much scoring in the series, which, I mean, um, it's weird to say because there's a lot of game-breakers on either team when you look at, like, the Patrick Canes, the Tarasenko's, the Artemi Panarin's. But, I mean, Crawford and Elliott have really played uh, pretty well. Um, I mean, it took a fluky-ass goal in overtime to, to solve Crawford in Game 1. So, um, again, I, like I said earlier, I picked the Blues to upset the Hawks. I still think this game's going 7 yeah, I think it's going seven two. Um, as much as uh, like there's, uh, I've I mentioned, there's two teams I like to see lose here, and Chicago's my other one. Um, every year though, it seems when they're when they have their back against the rope, they just turn it around. Brent Seabrook scores a late goal, and uh, <laughs> and they win a game. You know, it's it's just everything seems to happen for Chicago, and there's a reason why you win this many Stanley Cups in this many years. You it, it, it it's talent, and uh, and that talent's there. I know um, that the trades that they made during the deadline for Andrew Loud and that it doesn't look like it's really you know, clicking quite yet, and all it's going to take is uh, is is just that kind of going. But at the same time, the Blues do look great. They're uh, totally shutting down Chicago, which which is good to see. And which um, nobody did all year. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's crazy. And uh, and again, Brian Elliott, that he's a he's the X factor there. If he can keep playing like this, in which he we know he is capable of, uh, they can totally take that series. But again, it's going to be a hard fought battle, and I think we're going seven two. Yeah, the one thing that's worth noting is that the Hawks were a totally different team on home ice than they were on the road this year, so it's not really... The fact that they were able to go in and take one on the road was huge, and then coming back to Chicago, it looked like they were going to you know, kind of be good to go. But I think that they'll be able to tie this one up at 4, or 2-2 two, two after 4, sorry, and yeah. Seven yeah, games. yesterday's game was kind of uh, it was. There was a couple things that didn't happen or that happened that Chicago doesn't do a lot, and one of them is blow a third-period lead as yeah, well, so exactly. uh, anything can happen. Um, and then we got two more series to talk about here in the uh, West. The Predators shockingly lead the Ducks 2 nothing. I honestly can't believe it. Um, I know... Neither can your Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlev draft. Yeah, I know. Um, and they got called out today big time by Bruce Boudreau. Uh, the Ducks have been, you know, in penalty trouble through the first two games. And it's It's been, you know, kind of their downfall. Um, I think I haven't been able to watch this series as much as I would have liked. I fell asleep uh, during the game yesterday, um, but it seemed like the Ducks have been outplaying them, but they just can't stay out of their own way. Um, and Boudreau called out their veterans like Perry, Getzlaff, and, and, and Garbett and said, look at them. Like, these are the same guys that always take penalties for us, and they just can't be doing that kind of stuff. So um, I still think the Ducks are a force, and they can definitely battle their way back into this one. But, I mean, you never want to drop the first two at, at home. Yeah, especially against the Preds team, as we mentioned, with a goalie like uh, Pekka Rene. He can, uh, all it takes is him stealing two more games, and he's totally capable of doing it. What do you think? Uh, do you think they'll come back with Frederick Anderson in Game 3, or do you think they'll go back to John Gibson? 
I think you have to go Frederick Anderson. I mean, I honestly was kind of surprised when Gibson got start in game two. I know he let in that weak goal in game one, mm-hmm. which um, a lot of people were kind of on the guy's back for. Again, this guy's only 21 years old or 22. He's super young. So he's kind of still getting yeah, his... Yeah, uh, I think that's, that's ridiculous for a playoff goalie. But uh, yeah, I think you have to go Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah. I I actually didn't answer your question at all. Terrible on my side, but um, I do think they can come <laughs> back. I think that if they do, this one goes seven. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough battle for the Preds, and they're gonna have to have to do something. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to Anderson. I saw a bunch of reports today saying this is gonna probably be Freddie's crease uh, from here on out. As long yeah, as how he, do you not? As long as he can come in and shut it down. But we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, he's their last uh, last chance. Yeah, pretty much like they have to win. Um, but let's last. We'll wrap it up this last series here before we get to a quick break in the Blue Stones. Um, San Jose Sharks went into LA, took both games from the, the Kings um, to start the series. They head home tonight for Game Three. Um, I picked the Sharks in the upset here as well. Um, but the one thing that's been weird about the San Jose team all year is that they've actually been a much better team on the road than at home. So it's not like all that surprising to see them go in and win two on the road. I mean, it is because it's L.A. and it's the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised to see L.A. go into San Jose and take two back. I mean, it's just been the way San Jose uh, has played all year. It's the way Martin Jones has played all year. He's just been way better on the road. I don't know what it is. Uh, And I know uh, L.A. was part of that uh, famous playoffs where only the road team win. And uh, a couple of years ago, when they won, and and they were, every series they go into, the only they would win on the road. So uh, I could see them doing it again. Um, yeah. But at the same time, going back to the Shark Tank, that place again, we've talked about places that can bump, and the Shark Tank can absolutely get super loud. So it's going to be <laughs> cool to see. Brent Burns seems pumped up. I know he had a tweet today saying that he was rocking Justin Bieber all day, and he's ready to go. So uh, really, at what point you can't stop the, the monster. Um, but I do see the Sharks taking this one now. I had the Kings originally winning. They just looked like a powerhouse. But uh, Sharks in six for this guy. Nice. All right, let's get quickly to uh, a minute of Blue Stones track. We'll come back uh, with a quick update on our playoff draft from last week and an injury report um, heading into the second week of the playoffs. Go Stones. Once again, 
I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me is only Beebs Bondi this week. No Dylan Berthium. Yeah, um, that's why we didn't have that same voice just bringing us back. Yeah, in. they probably were like, whoa, 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 who is this guy? Whoa, we're not listening to the second half. No D, no us. Yeah, apologize for last week's F-bombs on the behalf of D and Beebs. You guys got a little carried away with the F-bombs last week. It was hilarious to edit out, though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even... Uh, we just got so casual with it. Well, yeah, during that draft, you just didn't know who to pick. It was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the thing so is, funny. when I talk normally, like when I'm not doing like journalistic mic, I have a pretty foul mouth sometimes. So I just kind of, you know, I switched over to uh, totally forgot my surroundings and uh, yeah, sometimes came out. it's like a playoff draft, you know, or it's a fantasy draft usually. Oh, you should see me do an auction draft. I'm like pointing at people and I'm like, "F you, man! Like, <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah. Like, getting one upped by everybody, and it's just you know. So it's uh, you know, you got to see a little bit of my other stuff. There you go. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna give you guys a brief update on how our um playoff draft has gone so far um extremely tight i think that i looked it up earlier and i think there's 14 players right now that have four or more points to start the playoffs embarrassingly enough for us three we only have two of those players um dylan has one of them who is jamie ben who has two goals and two assists and i'm the other with nicholas backstrom uh one goal and three assists um (laughs) Shout out to our buddy. I know he's listening for sure. Steven Sues. Yeah, uh, Sues will uh, he'll have a shout out an hour after the episode's released. Yeah, Sues took what Sues did. He's uh, I think he's a DFO podcast super fan. Um, and we appreciate it, Sues. Oh, totally yeah, we, we need one super fan at least. Um, but he did a draft uh, based off of all the guys that we left behind. Um, and I know he was all fired up because he was leading after day one. I don't know how he's doing now. I forgot to tabulate his points. Um but out of, I think us, he's out of us three, us, um, Dylan is leading the way with a casual 19 points. Um, he's been led, like I said, by Jamie Benn. Um, Ovechkin and Kuznetsov have been a little bit of a disappointment despite having a 2 nothing series lead uh, over the Flyers. They've only combined for one goal, which Ovechkin scored in Game 2. Um, his next highest scores are Brent Burns, who has a goal and two assists, and Roman Yossi, who has three assists. I kind of got on him for picking Yossi in the draft. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, I look like the idiot because Nashville is leading my Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, um, has got a couple of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I'm in second, right behind D with 18 points. I've been led by Nicholas Backstrom. Um, then my next highest scorer is John Carlson, also of the Capitals. He's got two goals and one assist. So, so far, I've picked the right Capitals. I got some Blackhawks with two points, um, Panner and Taves and Kane. But my Ducks, Perry and Getzlaff, <sighs> each only got one point. Um, Kessler, I think, has one point. Um, and Vatten has none. So, I'm looking a little nervous right now. Yeah. Um, the Ducks could get bounced. I'm being big trouble. Um, and then Biebs is right behind me with 17 points. Um, so we're all separated by a single point. Um, he has nobody with over three points, but the team's been pretty consistent. Crosby and Patrick Kane, um, the usual yeah. suspects, lead the Cut way. Got pretty lucky on those ones. Didn't <laughs> think they'd do anything. <laughs> uh, they lead the way with three points. Then Braden Holpe, also the highest scoring goaltender. Um, he was the earliest one to go. But he no, might carry me. Yeah, he I probably will, but he's got two wins and a shutout for the bonus points, so he has three points as well. So uh, D with 19, me with 18, and Biebs falling closely behind with 17. It's a tight race to open up the playoffs, but um, it all changes after round one when half the players are eliminated from contention. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything to say on behalf of your team, Biebs? Um, I, I, no, not really. I mean, um, it kind of seems like uh, a couple guys who I thought just kind of would be like staple playoff guys just aren't showing up. Obviously, Sagan's injured. 
Datsuk has no points. Yager has no points. Doughty has no points. So I played the, the playoff vets, and they're not really uh, <laughs> coming out to play yet. But again, you can't go wrong when you have guys like Patrick Kane, Sidney Crosby in your lineup. But, but also, as you mentioned, if uh, I kind of stacked a little bit uh, of areas on my team. So if, if some of these teams lose, I might be kind of screwed and only have Braden Holt be playing. So. Oh, I could literally lose Anaheim and, Wash- or and Chicago in the first round. My whole team would just be Washington Capitals and like potentially Hendrik Lundqvist. I could literally only have four players after the first round, the way things have started. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. I was writing, I think it was after game one. Yarmer Yager hasn't scored a playoff goal in yeah. thir- it was 32 straight games um, as of game one. So now it's 34 consecutive games without a playoff goal. Um, his last playoff goal was in 2012 while he was with the Flyers, and yeah. they won eight to five against the Penguins. Eight to five, and he scored <laughs> one goal, had no assists. So like that game shouldn't even count. But um, he has. You think like his not his big ass, but he does have a. Oh, huge, huge posterior. Plays. You think he would just, like, knock one in off it yeah. or something? And Once just in a get, while. Like, I, you, know. you know what? That line's got to get it going. I know you have Barkoff as well. Um, I have Barkoff and Huberto in my other playoff pool, and I'm expecting them to heat up. Uh, Riley Smith just stole all the thunder. So Yeah, which uh, which I'm sure Florida's not really complaining about. No, I mean, not at all. <laughs> Barkov and uh, Huberto can take over games and even Yogs. So, uh, yeah, who knows? And hopefully Datsu gets on the board yeah. sooner or later because we need him to. He's played well. Just He has the puck on his stick while he's just not really fine in the back of the net or you know, feeding anybody for goals. Uh, the wings just aren't scoring. So once the wings yeah. start scoring, Datsuk will hopefully pick up some points. And hopefully yeah, that's the pick. case in game four, five, and six. And then it'll be over. We don't even need game seven. Hilarious pick, though, for me. Um, I know I kind of ripped myself for grabbing Trevor Daly. Yeah. And uh, he's got two points. So uh, thanks, Trev. Yeah, he's just coming out. Been nice, been a nice start for him for sure. Um, but now let's get quickly to a playoff injury report. Um, he's back. Not <laughs> thanks, man. Not usually, not <laughs> as long as it usually is um, because we only have half the teams remaining. But McDonough, um, he's missed the first couple games uh, with a with a fractured hand. He was clear for contact and was a full participant in Monday's practice, uh, but remains doubtful. I think Alain, the words Alain Vigneault used was he's doubtful, but crazier things have happened. So not officially out. Um, Tyler Segan did not travel to Minnesota uh, with the team for Game 3. Um, I guess he tweaked something. That I don't know. Originally, um, the Stars said he... Like, Jim Neal said that he tweaked something related to the Achilles, but then I think it was Darren Dreger that said it's not related to the Achilles, so <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there. So funny, just one guy being like, yeah, it's this, and the other guy being like, no, 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 I, I it's not to, even... I, I tend to believe, um, I think it was Mike Heike, um he's like a Dallas Morning News reporter, um, he literally was talking to Jim Neal, so I, I feel like I can trust him more than a Darren little Dreger, bit more than but TSM's like even than that, like how do you say you can't touch, trust Darren Dreger? Who knows? Um, either way, he's in. He remains in Texas, not in Minnesota. But the, he said uh, they said that they could call upon him and get him there for Game Four if he's ready to go. Um, Chris Russell's also expected to miss Game Three tonight uh, with an illness. Um, so I mean, by missing tonight's game, he'd be obviously questionable for Game Four. Um, Jordy Ben will draw in for him. Uh, Vincent Trocheck who has been out with an ankle injury, is in Brooklyn with the team, missed Game 3, remains questionable for Game 4. Uh, his return is on the horizon, but the way that Nick Bukestad has been playing with Riley Smith and UC Okunen, no real need to rush him back. I mean, I'm sure they would like to have him on the third line or even bump Bukestad down, but um, they're not obviously going to rush him back this time of year. Uh, don't want him you know, to injure himself further, I, although he probably would help quite a bit. 
this news has been out there for a couple days now. Sean Couturier uh, will miss the rest of the first round with an upper body injury. Uh, got hit hard by OB. Yeah, he got crunched. Uh, should the Capitals get, or sorry, should the Flyers get by the Capitals, um, I guess Couturier would probably be ready to go. Uh, middle of round two, he's expected to miss two weeks. We'll see uh, if the Flyers can, you know, extend their season for Couturier or not. And finally, we wrap it up with the Penguins. Marc-Andre Fleury, who's been listed as a game-time decision for games one and two, but didn't start, remains game-time decision for game three. Um, he's day-to-day, and he's been day-to-day for weeks now. Um, I know it's a little bit frustrating for people kind of relying on Penguins information. Mike Sullivan's really just not given anything. Everything is day-to-day or game-time decisions. So yeah. we're not getting much out of him. Uh, but do you have any final thoughts to uh, to wrap up the ep- the, uh, the playoff episode here? No, I, uh, I just hope that... Um couple guys that drafted just those teams just win because it'd be great to have a full lineup in round two and uh to not have Suze beat us yeah hopefully Suze doesn't beat us I mean best of luck guy but um we got to take this I mean we got to draft yeah. our teams before he even stepped in uh but he yeah, missed him Suze wins I mean I don't know he's gonna have to be on the show knows. or something yeah uh but he missed some big opportunities he didn't take Tyler Johnson or Riley Smith or else he'd be off to a huge early lead um but we're all tight. It's looking close, 19 to 18 to 17, so it should come down to the wire. Uh, we'll see wow. what happens where everybody stands after round one. Um, I think we're going to try to stick with this Monday, Tuesday stuff uh, for the playoffs. It seems to be working well. So we should be back on air here next Tuesday. Um, so yeah. most of all, hope you guys enjoy. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Subscribe. Comment if you guys want anything to change. Um, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, but most importantly, let's go Red Wings and uh, here are the Blue Stones. next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.